So welcome to another instalment. Me and Jacob are here today to speak on politics and everything that's going on in the world. But I think there's only one real topic that we can really discuss today and that has to be the upcoming general election announced by um, the wonderful Theresa May. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy that we're in this predicament. We were just speaking about this, about elections and our people. Is there too much politics and... Um, are people all electioned out? Um, Jacob, what's your take? I just want to... I'm interested to get your opinion. <laughs> well, I mean, I think everyone's taken by surprise. Mm. Um, been promised that we wouldn't have one until 2020. I don't know how many times. Uh, I think it's in a video that was at least three or four clips mm. um, of her saying it on, like, different separate occasions. Um, but, I mean, my take on it is it's... It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> I think it's going to destroy the UK. Wow. I mean, that's 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 my honest honest opinion on it. Why would you? Uh, why destroy the UK? That's a bold statement. Um, I don't know. I I think if you're believing, say say you go by what the political pundits are saying, mm. and Labour. I mean, I seen something the other day that said that they are looking to lose between 20 to 100 seats. Wow. Um, you think about that, think about how much the Tory majority will increase. Mm. I mean, I just think Scottish independence is almost a foregone conclusion if the Tories have that much of a mandate. Yeah. I it, mean... It sounds insane to me. I mean, it was... Uh, um, it was almost expecting no election and it just came, sort of just sprung upon us and... The whole she promised no snap election. I mean, there's a lot of politicians out there who must be scared that they're going to be out of a job and shocked. Like, how do you prepare <laughs> for this? Like, how do you prepare for an election within this amount of time? Like, I think it's crazy. And I think you're right. There's going to be a big shock for Labour. I mean, you'd, you'd hope that with it being the sort of era of the underdog, that just the polls have got this all wrong. Mm and just somehow Corbyn manages to take a dent into that majority and it ends up backfiring. <laughs> but I think, like you say, that's... that's I, I highly doubt I just can't see... I just don't <laughs> think people feel that Corbyn is electable for some reason. Um, I mean, I think he's electable. Really? Yeah, 100%. I mean, he's won two Labour leadership elections. Yeah, but come on. I mean... I mean, if your own party's not backing you, that's a, I don't know. That says a lot. All those yeah, elections did mean, as well was just make his mandate stronger. But, like, I just feel... I don't know. Look at Trump, though. I mean, the Republicans were all against him at the start. Mm. Everyone was against him. The Democrats were against him. The media was against him. And then he somehow managed to turn it around by running on an anti-establishment sort of agenda. Mm. Um. And I think Corbyn, I think he said a speech either yesterday or today, where he said that it's the people versus the establishment. Mm. That's been quite a successful approach in recent years, like Brexit. That was the people versus the establishment. Yeah. Trump, people versus the establishment. Like it's, I, I don't know, I mean, I reckon six weeks isn't enough. Mm. But I reckon if he had longer to run on that agenda and if you were to be able to see 
the failings of the Tories over a longer period of time, then I think, yeah, 100% he could be electable. I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people just have this opinion that, you know, I think a lot of people look at the infighting within Labour and just are kind of scared of it and they don't want them to be in power. They don't want to vote for any Labour candidates and it's, it's scaring people. So it kind of surprises me that you're the first person I've seen that has said he's electable. I think there's a lot of people who might who don't know who to vote for at the moment. <laughs> well, one guy's for sure. I, I would not vote for Tim Farron. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, who, who do you vote for in this sort of election? It seems like there's no options at the moment, really. Like, I think everyone... I, mean, I think it's tactical voting. Mm. You just got to see who's going to oust the Tories in your constituency. Yeah. Do you, like ex- if it's, do you expect the Tories' um, majority to increase? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's got to. I reckon if it was maybe two months or three months of an election campaign, then mm. it'd be closer. But in six weeks, uh, I don't think enough damage can be done. <laughs> and yeah, I reckon they'll be. I don't know, at least twenty. At least 20 more people, I reckon, in their majority. For sure. I think she's obviously done... Like It's a tactical game. She's obviously playing a game here, and she knows what she's doing. She knows how strong they are. I think she feels very confident that she can over um, override the Labour Party on this one. So I just think she's taken the easy option, and it just strengthens her mandate. It means that she can do um, Brexit the way she wants to, which I think is the reason for this general election, the snap election, like, she sat down with her team and they'd been like, all right, guys, let's do this. Um, We're definitely going to win. We have very little competition, so why not? Yeah, but, I mean, do you buy that it's to strengthen their hand at Brexit? I mean, like, during negotiations? Because, I mean, Yvette Cooper, I think, uh, Prime Minister's questions, she Mm -hmm. raised a pretty good question where she said, like, majority of the House of Commons backed Brexit happening when the Mm. vote went through. There was very little sort of opposition to it. The House of Lords backed it by a two-thirds majority. Mm. So if she's holding a snap election because she feels there's saboteurs or whatever she quoted it as, like, where are they? (laughs) I I I just think maybe that I agree that on that point has been raised. And even, I think, yeah, Vet Cooper made a great point in... um, Prime Minister's question time when she said that. But I just think maybe she's trying to make it as much as literally so she can form her own. That that, she'll have no opposition. She can make that the Brexit deal as crazy as she wants. If she wants to say no fruit pastels can come into the UK, she can say no fruit pastels can come into the UK or be imported. I don't know if fruit pastels are made in the UK, but let's say they are (laughs) imported from the from the EU, she can say, no, they can't come in. Like, literally, she can do whatever she wants, and maybe that's why. I'm just playing devil's advocate here, because we know politicians do stupid stuff for stupid reasons. I think you're 100% right in that she is wanting it so that she can just pretty much have full control. Mm. Um, It's going to be a pretty much a Tory Tory country for a while, but I think think a big thing is they knock off enough seats from Labour this could be the end of the Labour Party. What, in jet, like, that's that. it? That, or how long... Wow, that's a... That's an, but uh, how far well, I mean, into, not, the, into the 
the distance does Labour go? Because is it as, it, is it as far as Lib Dem went in 2015 or further? Sorry? How far do you think Labour goes into the distance? Like, how far do they get wiped out? I mean, I reckon they'll go the way of most sort of Labour-ish parties in Europe. When you look in Germany, when you look in France, when you look in the Netherlands, when you look across the board, Austria, all of these sort of parties are declining because mm. they're struggling for their identity. You see that a lot of populism's coming out. I mean, Jeremy Corbyn was probably their best hope, but he was just not charismatic enough to be that sort of populist yeah. leader. Because if they go back to the Blairites um, and say someone like Chuka Amuna, mm. I mean, you're just going to lose like all of the momentum, grassroots movement, you're going to lose a lot of the union backers, you're going to lose a lot of people that have sort of galvanised Labour in the last sort of five years. Mm. Um, I think, I mean, obviously they might not be destroyed forever, but I could see them being very insignificant for at least a couple of decades. Yeah, which is an interesting way. I mean, I just think like it's a very unelectable party at the moment. I think it's. I think a lot of people are looking at them as in the sense of you can't even run your own party. How can we expect you to let to let you run the country? How can you expect that? That's not even a thing. I I think that's my problem with Labour. I think a lot. I think Jeremy Corbyn. I think his politics are brilliant, and I I like what he stands for, and I think he's a great MP. But as a leader. He, he just seems very unelectable to me. I think it's just, I don't know if he, it's the whole thing. Is he charismatic enough to uh, go in front of a crowd of people and get their votes? I don't think so. But, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure that's the case because, I mean, when he did have the canvas and go out and sort of try and get people's votes, he did do that. Mm. I mean, when you look at some of Corbyn's rallies in Liverpool when he was running for Labour leader, Mm. And some of the places in the country, it was it was almost like Justin Bieber was in there. <laughs> like, you had all these young students screaming and shouting like he's a rock star. Mm. I mean, it's... I, I don't but then that's, those are the places where excited, I'd expect... He, I'd expect Labour politics to do well and thrive. Obviously in Liverpool, but I, I don't know in certain areas of the country where that he'd, he'd get the vote, and that's the problem. It's all well and good getting it in the places where you'd expect to vote for Labour, but can he do it across the board? I don't think so. I don't think enough people I, would vote I for him. I think he could do it with the youthful. Mm. I mean, he, he could definitely sort of galvanise the youthful. If, if, um, if, 16, if 16 and 17 year olds were, were allowed to vote, then I think it'd be very interesting. I mean, I've, I've always sort of asked the question as well. Is, I mean, he may, he may not be the most charismatic leader, Mm. But if he's got the ideas and the grassroots movement around him is charismatic and energized, then does it really matter? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. We, so you're I saying if he's young, I, if the young people in favour of him are energetic, does it matter? Yeah, like I, I think as long as he's a figurehead with the ideas, other people could be the energy. In mm. today's society, we've got too much of a fascination with putting up some demagogue and some one person that we must follow. Mm. I think what Corbyn represents is a movement. Yeah. I think that's an interesting way of looking at it. And I still stand by what I said. I, I just I just don't think enough people will find him electable. I think that's that's his biggest problem. I don't know how... I think you're right. 
I, I think you're right. I just don't know how we can flip it. I think what you said is raised some interesting points, definitely, for sure. But I just don't know if he can flip it enough to the point whereby he can get people to on his side. I'd love to see it. I'd love to for this to be an interesting um, election, but it just seems a very foregone conclusion for a lot of people, I think. And then for a lot of people, I don't think they know how to vote. So I think what we're going to see is, I wouldn't be surprised if the turnout was low. Yeah, six weeks isn't enough as well. That's what I think. It's no. not enough for people to become educated. Mm. It's not enough time for there to be a sway in opinion. Cause, I mean, Trump and Brexit, there was a huge swing, but then yeah. they had like, Months. they had a long Maybe time years, yeah. to get that momentum. Mm. Whereas, I think you're right. Right now, the opinion polls are, are too low. When you see interviews, on the news or in the media, it's people being like, nah, he's unelectable. Yeah. Even if they don't really know much about the man, the media has made sure that you have that idea in your head that he's unelectable. Yeah. Well, I, just, I mean, so everyone thinks it. I just feel, for me, the biggest problem with Labour has been they've had two uh, leadership elections in, like, the last three years or something, and it's just how can... I think a lot of people feel... How can I trust you if you can't even trust your leader to the point that you made him have to do two leadership elections in the last few years? I just think that's going to be the problem. And obviously the infighting to go back to that as well is just a big problem. Um, I mean, the issue was, was Corbyn... I mean, everyone says, oh, Corbyn's unelectable due to mistakes. Not, but I mean, from day one, he was denied the right to be an eligible leader. Mm. I mean, there was always people trying to form a coup behind him. Mm. I don't think he ever had a chance. Um, but the question is, after Corbyn, what happens? I mean, how how does Labour become relevant again? Because how do you say that you don't have that infighting again where the left start to try and form coups yeah. to overthrow the right? Well, that's the thing. And it just thing. ends up getting ridiculous. And a lot of people are worried about Labour because they feel as if it's this party that's almost collapsing in on itself and it's just, it's not, it's not represented, it doesn't, they don't feel like it's representing the people it once was, you know, in the term, in the sense that it's not representing the lower class people and different parties are stepping up to do that, which is why I think it could be an interesting um, election for the Lib Dems, who knows, maybe they could steal some of Labour's seats, I think that might be something that we'll see happen. Um, I just think a lot of po- those smaller parties are going to show... It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, it amazes me how people of our generation, though, can, could, could vote Lib Dem. Yeah. I mean, in no way would you want to tell someone how to vote. Mm. But in my opinion, you only need to go back seven years to see what they did to our generation. Yeah. And to all of a sudden just go, oh, but they're pretty pro-EU. Let's all just forget that. <laughs> not enough time not enough time has passed for my £9,000 a year tuition fees and 6% interest rate like that's nah not enough time has passed for me to forgive the Lib Dem party for that that's crazy well, well how do you think they'll perform? I think they'll do well I think they'll do well um, I don't see Tim Farron's EU opinion much different from Corbyn Mm. What he sort of said is he wouldn't want to leave the EU unless the deal was right for working class people. Yeah. Which is pretty much what Corbyn's been saying the whole time, but it's just Farron somehow 
managed to get his message across a lot better. <laughs> well, there um, we go. There's the char- that, there's the charisma of uh, Jeremy Corbyn kicking him in the, the butt. Where's the charisma? <laughs> Come on, Jeremy. Come on, Jezza. <laughs> um, how do you think he'd feel if you called him Jezza? That's an interesting question. Jezza, I reckon he's alright. I reckon everyone calls him Jezza. Ah, like Jezza. Young, <laughs> young voters. Yeah, 100%. of course. Every time they see him, they'll call him Jezza. Oh, yeah. Maybe he shows charisma then. Um, <laughs> what's the feeling like in Scotland at the moment? I mean, obviously, I think for you guys, it's a foregone conclusion now. I mean, if uh, the SNP will win by a crazy majority, and... Um, it's interesting, because, I mean, if the SNP lose seats, then what will end up happening is that's almost like a message being sent by the Scottish people to hang on, we don't want a second independence referendum. Mm. Whereas if they hold on to their majority or increase it, then that is, again, like a mandate to go forward with Scottish independence. Yeah. I can't see the SNP not keeping their majority or getting more seats. I mean, I think Sturgeon's got the highest approval rating of of any politician in, in the UK. I'm not surprised. I'd vote for her. I mean, I've had so many English friends messaging me after, like, the general election, after Brexit, after the announcement in Direct 2, being like, mm. oh, mate, can we move to Scotland? Like, <laughs> can we come up here? Um, but no, like, it's just, it's mad. It's mad, because you do see that. I remember the first time with the independence referendum. Mm. There was a lot of Northern, um, Northern English people down at um, university who... Who said similar? Like, can can we come with you? <laughs> like, like, kind of thing. So it's it's mad. We've got quite a splintered country at the moment. Yeah. Well, I um, I'm one hundred percent sure either the SNP's majority will increase or um, it will stay the same as it is. I mean, but either way, I think it's a foregone conclusion now. I'd be very surprised if that independence referendum doesn't end with you guys uh, saying bye UK. Well, if the Tories get another majority, yeah, especially that seats, that's yeah, I reckon, I reckon, Cause, too many people in Scotland couldn't face another five years. Yeah, that. exactly, and it's too right winged for you guys, from what I've, from what I can see, and the, the political spectrum, you guys are a lot more on the left in Scotland. Well, I mean, it's it's one of these things that that's assumed, but we're not really that much more left-wing. Um, the SNP are still, you know, a sort of centre, centre-righty left, kind of, like bang-on centre party, mm. really. Um, they're by no means a left-wing party. Yeah. Um, well, that's no I just always assumed you guys were extremely, well, not extremely left, like, not socialist, but like... Um, <laughs> we're just more left than you guys. Yeah, well... <laughs> It's nice to know people still are still that way. Yeah, because I mean, the north of England, it was always that way. It's kind of a lot of areas have started going over to UKIP. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of less thinking in the UK's almost dying a death a little bit. Mm. Well, exactly. Well, we can see that, especially with Labour, who are dying a sudden painful death, um, and then pretty much becoming. Uh, you said you expect them to become near non-existent after this election. 
see them doing well in Scotland if Scotland got independence. Mm. Um, because there's sort of the theory that once the SNP get independence, it's almost like UKIP once they got Brexit. Oh, What's okay. their main thing now? Is that, is that, but I don't feel like that's just the SNP's, the only thing SNP wants to do. It's not, but it's their main thing. It's mm. their main thing. I mean, they've, they've tried some progressive changes, but I mean, the Scottish deficit's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, there's issues in education, there's issues in transport, there's issues in council spending. I mean, by no means is the SNP you know, clean, oh, okay. <laughs> if you say it. Um, but I, I reckon once they get independent, and that stops being what they talk about all the time, mm. people start asking, right, you've got it. So what about spending on schools and hospitals? Yeah. What about the deficit? So how are we going to sort out all of these problems now? I reckon they'll be under the microscope so much more mm. that I don't see the SNP lasting if Scotland got independent. That's I could see Scottish Labour maybe having a bit of a resurgence. Wow. I mean, I, we haven't spoke about UKIP, but I guess we should. I mean, they're done, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that, I, I mean, it just seems with Paul Nuttall as leader, it's, it's not, I don't know, it's not as um, headline news yeah. sort of mess-ups as with Nigel Farage, but there are still so many. Um they can't survive. They'll go the way of the BNP. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they're all laughing. They yeah, all well, they got what they wanted, yeah. <laughs> to leave, and now they're all just going back to the Tories. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. they got what they wanted. Well, that's interesting, because I, I just, I, find, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they cope and survive and try and adapt. But I think, yeah, you're right. It could be the end for them. But then, I guess, it's like you said, they've done what they wanted. They've done what they needed to they can sort of pack up and leave. We just, I can't wait to see what, how they turn out. But I mean, like at the last election, I remember everyone sort of predicting that they they wouldn't do too well. Mm. And I mean, they got three million votes. Yes. That was only two, that was only two years ago. I, um, and I mean, they've delivered on Brexit. So there is a question. If you supported UKIP, mm. they have delivered for you. Yeah. They are one of the few parties in the United Kingdom that can turn around and say to their voters, we did what we said we were going to yeah, do. Our main sure. thing on our manifesto, it was done. Do you think if they had Nigel Farage, they'd still be an exciting party? Um, they kind of still do have them. He can really escape mm. them, can he? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I but he's not the leader, that's why that's... Because he's yeah, not the leader, yeah. so he's not as an impact. Uh, he doesn't have the same impact he once did. They'd definitely be more relevant, I reckon. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, he was just such... He was just such, such an climber. exciting person. <laughs> he, was like, he was like our own version of, like, Donald. Yeah, he was. I think that's the only way he to put it. just a sort of buffoon that many people loved. <laughs> and I think it was so interesting that him and Donald were actually friends. That made it even more like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> I think that's his future career is being Donald's little bellboy. Yeah, he's right-hand man, possibly. That'd be interesting. I mean, we've already spoke about Donald and he, that's a one-term president if there ever was one. But um, I think the, this election is going to be very exciting. It's a shame it's only six weeks that we'll watch it unfold. 
But I think, like we've said, it's definitely going to be a Tory win. I mean, 100%. But what what makes you think that... Like, what makes people back the Conservatives more so than the other, like, the other parties? I mean, Do you know what? That's, a, that's such a good question. I honestly don't know. Like, the other parties... Oh, it's a tough one because why? Why are the conservatives over the other parties that are available? I just maybe because it's stability. That's the only thing oh, I can think. There is no stability. I mean, they, they crashed us out of the eurozone. Mm. They then decided to have a cloak and dagger election where Theresa May just became prime minister, just uncontested. Mm. And I mean, they've just had fallouts with spending in councils, they've had NHS strikes, we've had transport strikes in the southeast. I mean, if if that's stability, <laughs> I just I'm think... really worried for what chaos is. <laughs> <laughs> People just look at Labour and just think, I think it's too much of a mess. I'm, I can't support this. And that's the biggest, pro- that's it's too much of a problem for them. I mean, I, I don't see how people can almost see the Labour image in, in the party infighting. I, I do see that as bad, but when you you look at it as a leader for leader, which a lot of people do, mm. when you look at the policies that Corbyn's going to try and roll out compared to the policies that the Conservatives are going to roll out, when you look at the things Corbyn's talking about, how he carries himself compared to the way May carries herself or, or the policies they come out with, like, it just... To me, it seems like a no-brainer. Mm. So it's amazing to think, well, there's millions of people, hugely more than people like me, that think not. Theresa May is a strong leader. She'll lead us through this. It's it's crazy. Uh, that's exactly the thing I have. I just It's not like I'm like, oh, you know what, Theresa May, she's going to do such a great job. I can't wait to see how she performs. Like, I mean, it's... <laughs> Her job is not easy in the slightest. I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. So I can't be like so oh so confident in her. And you're right, Jeremy Corbyn does have some interesting things he wants to bring to the table. But it's like we've been saying this whole episode. He is so... It's just a lack of charisma. And a lot of people now that I think that we have to speak about, they're voting on popularism, how they see the person, how they like, you know, envision the person... How are they? You know what I mean? And I think a lot... But isn't there a problem with society then? No, nah, there is, definitely. Actually, definitely. And that's... I rather think, than... I don't look at Theresa May and think, oh, you're so electable. Like, oh, gosh, you've got my vote. But there's just... I'm not even saying that I don't know who I'd vote for, but just there's always been something for me with Jeremy Corbyn that's been like, oh, I don't know if I could vote for you. I don't know if I can get behind you. It becomes a lesser of two evils, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm by no means like a firm backer. Like whatever Jeremy says is, you know, gospel, or whatever he does is is brilliant. Like I mean, a lot of his policies for me are just too old-fashioned left-wing. Mm. Um, but the thing that I like about him is he seems open to sort of progressive ideas. Yeah. And at least he's leaning more towards a sort of equality-based society rather than a sort of free-for-all Tory society. Of course. Um, it just it amazes me. It's the lesser of two evils. Yeah, that's the position I think we're in now. And it's just, it's going to be a case of who do the people vote for? I think, I mean, just 
to conclude, I think like Labour's definitely gonna see uh their 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 majority or whatever they have in the house is gonna go down. Um, I expect them to lose seats, and I guess it was just a smart move from uh Theresa May, who's like we said isn't that electable, but like this is the right time if ever there was one to hold an election, a snap election, and ensure that she can um win and gain a majority for her party it's now yeah <laughs> yes 100% it's just whether the British people sort of see through it for what it is which is a power grab or whether they believe or that it's in the best interest of the country mm, agreed well how do you think this ends um, optimistically Jeremy Corbyn to win another 150 seats we <laughs> um, better absolutely whitewash the board um, I, 8th of June <laughs> I can't wait Jezza put Jezza in the house that's the name of this episode Jezza yes Jezza Jezza is the episode <laughs> um, yeah I, I, I think um, it's definitely the Conservatives Theresa May is yeah. a very smart check, um, chess move from her um, to hold hold it now while Labour is in complete disarray and we'll just see we have to wait till 8th of June but it's unfortunate but there we go um, looks like five more years of the Tory rule can't <laughs> wait it's going to be so much fun Brexit here we come anyway Jacob tell the people where they can find you online yeah everyone you can find us at the-perception.com Perfect. You can find us at Made in Trafford on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And like I say every week, stay humble.